Stephen Jill here. Good day. Welcome to the House Academy Show, entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, coming to you from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about why we killed a perfectly good acquisition in California. There's all kinds of reasons that people would do real estate deals or don't do real estate deals. We've killed several deals <laughs> and continue to. <coughs> and we'll happily kill many more deals between now and perpetuity, which I learned that word, it comes out often on Shark Tank. <laughs> perpetuity? Yes. Like Do, forever? Yes. Jill's seen every episode of Shark Tank Just about. ever created. I tried to. I love that dumb show. I'm like hooked on it. <laughs> it's so funny. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the houseacademy.com online community. It's free. Ian says, hi, I was just wondering if someone could explain to me what number Stephen is looking for when he compares the total number of vacant land postings on land and farm and the total number of properties in the county on the equity planner. I think I understand it's just to see if the county is rural. An example uses urban areas having 0.08 as a bad mailing candidates, but he uses San Bernardino, which is a 0.21 ratio, as a good mailing candidate. I guess what I'm asking is, where is the range and are people paying a lot of attention to this metric? Thank you for your input. Also, what would be a bad number on the high end? I found a county that has a number of 1.36%. What he's talking about is the percentage of numbers, uh, percentage of properties that are listed for sale against the total number of properties uh, of that product type. So if there's 100 properties in a given county, I'm just using this for a math example, a uh, 100 number of vacant land properties in a county or houses uh, or houses. houses or apartment buildings whatever yeah. um i'm just using oh this is the house academy show yeah. uh, 100 houses in a in a county mm -hmm. or a zip code let's say that are for sale that are just 100 properties if there's 100 okay. properties in the whole zip code and one property's for sale that that kicks out a number of uh, of one percent right and the, and anything below one percent i'm not sure what he means by these numbers exactly but the lower the better the, you want less properties for sale uh and I think we, you know, on Thursday, Jill and I do the the weekly webinar call, and our members we 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 do a, a program called Would You Do This Deal? So people give us, you know, they send mail out, and they've got acquisition candidates, and Jill and I in front of everybody. So it's a learning mechanism. And what ends up happening once in a while is that we get a great property in, we love it, it's got access, the price is right, then we go to look it up on Realtor.com or Redfin or anywhere. And there's just too many damn properties many for sale. For sale, exactly. The numbers look great, yeah. but then you look at it, you're like, oh, you know, yeah. this is there's too many, there's too many like kind properties. Well, how are you going to be different? So you know, you're going to be really competing. You might be holding on to it for a while. There's several yeah. steps that I think you need to take that I take before right. I send any mailer out ever, and one of them is looking at that number because mm -hmm. you don't want to spend money on mail and spend all your time analyzing data if there's just a ton of properties for sale right. in a zip code. It's too easy to go one, one zip code over. Mm -hmm. or, or just, you know, you do all this stuff up front before you spend mm -hmm. any money. It's time. a good test for reason that you have before you send out some mail to yeah. How much is available in that county or in that city or that zip code or the census tract, whatever you're trying to do mm -hmm. for houses. The other thing I love that you talk about is Stephen's really good at saying you want it to be A, be a low number, and B, you want it to be going down. So in a perfect mm -hmm. world, the inventory is becoming less available. Then, then you know, once you, this is one of the things we do in the equity planner. 
you know days on market okay hopefully it's less than 30 you know there's not a lot available for sale and you see it going down ding ding that's where you're gonna want to send out to buy a house equity planner is uh, something that our members use both in land and houses it's a key to stay organized mm -hmm. uh, it's a way to plan to create equity through the acquisition of real estate you can do it with houses and land and and, uh, any, and just about anything else mm -hmm. and so it makes a lot of sense to download it makes all the sense in the world to download data uh, for houses, we use zip codes, um, and pit the zip codes against each other. That's why, you know, we take 10 zip codes in a little area. You know, I always use Mesa, Arizona as an example, because Joe and I bought a lot of houses and sold a lot of houses there. Mm -hmm. There's about nine zip codes, and I can tell you right now, um, there's probably about eight or 10 factors that I look at, and it, every time I do it, there's it's glaringly obvious mm -hmm. which zip code needs to be mailed. And which one doesn't? <laughs> this is, and this is something, just so you know, too, this is something that we provide to everybody in House Academy. You have this table kind of pre-filled out, if you will, with examples at the top and direct instructions from Stephen on video showing you, go here, pull this line from this site, mm -hmm. pop it in here, yep. you know, click take, this, whatever, because this, this will do the coffee. numbers. And then you'll see you know, how it, how these uh, areas rank against each other. Because even though, say you want to send out, you want to buy houses in Atlanta. Well, not every zip code in Atlanta is going to be what you think it is. And That's it's right. amazing when you really get into it and you line them up, you're like, wow, I, gosh, I, I'm so glad that I did this little check because I would have been mailing over here when I should be mailing over exactly. here. You know, go, you know, you'll see like, wow, the days on market are even a little bit better over here and the way the inventory is going and the prices, you know, ding, ding. Like you just said, two or three of those 10 zip codes when you pop them in that cover that whole area of Atlanta you're going to target, it's going to be glaringly obvious. Yeah, and all the numbers are relative to each other. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't compare like, let's say, New Jersey to Atlanta. Right. Uh, or, you know, Trent, New Jersey. And then there's a bunch of statistics in there that I can't mm -hmm. imagine doing a mailer that if, that you wouldn't. It would be like, I don't know, you're just going in blind. Well, this is why we love House Academy and why we keep telling everybody, too, houses are so much easier because we can really, really tell. We really have this data. Yeah. It's, you know, thanks to the real estate community of America. <laughs> what? You know, the national real estate, they, they this stuff is, is out there and available. Come on. We the all know. Real estate know. community of America. <laughs> Thank you. Real estate community of America. Exactly. <laughs> I am I am clearly not a card-carrying member. <laughs> you need a little statue. You need an award. Exactly. Give you a little award speech, But you know Joe. what I mean? <laughs> but thanks to those, the real estate professionals. The National that Association we, of Realtors? You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I was going beyond that, but it's just like, you know, with houses, it's way more uh, accurate and documented, you know, than raw vacant land. And I think a lot yeah. of it is because you can lend upon a house. And so those numbers are out there everywhere yeah. uh, versus land. You usually can't. So it's so easy to fudge. It's like buying a car of Craigslist or a dealer. The dealer's going to there's going to be a receipt. But if you buy it on Craigslist, we say, I think I sold it to you for $1,000. Yep, that sounds good. We're going to call it $1,000. I'm going to go forward with that. And no one questions it. So it's funny. When I started this in the 90s, there was none of this data was available. None of it. There's no realtor.com or redfin.com. The MLS wasn't online. 
Parsifact wasn't here. It's hard right. to find this stuff. And I look back at what we actually bought and the information that we got on an acquisition candidate would come in and we would just buy it on price. Like, well, I didn't even look it up. I couldn't yeah. find it. Yeah. I could find it on a uh, on an atlas, literally on an oh, atlas yeah. like that you would keep in your car. We used to have like real driving directions yeah. on our sites. It's so funny. Exactly. It's so good. This is before like Google yeah. Earth. That is amazing. We so didn't have our phones. It's like, and then I look at it. Every once in a while, I think about that, especially when I'm doing a mailer. I'm like, wow, this is like the amount of data that's available that we're making decisions on yep. is amazing. Careful, because you're starting to age yourself when you talk about what the MLS used to look like. <laughs> well, the MLS used to be in a book, yeah. like a phone book size book. Yeah. It would come out every month. Isn't that hilarious. Isn't that nuts? Mm-hmm. How hard was that? It's <sighs> crazy. Yep. Today's topic, why we killed a perfectly good acquisition in California. This is why you're listening. Jill and I got together with another uh, member of our group who has uh, contacts with developers, uh, people who buy property uh, you know, in Los Angeles, and they buy it based on the zoning, not necessarily the actual structure that's on there, so we sent out a massive uh, mailer. And a bunch of, like, just like clockwork, a bunch of properties came back and one property came back and the person that we sent the mailer out for passed on the deal. You know, like I say, uh, you always want to kind of be filling somebody's order. Right. So money bags passes on the deal. Uh, Let me go back on, and say, we were really close to, we sent it out at like 0.7, 70% of current market value. And the guy was, we were, we were like at, I don't know, 900 and, Forty thousand dollars or something like that, and the guy said, "Make it nine eighty, and you got a deal." Yeah. And it was like a no-brainer. And it was probably it, worth a million too. Exactly. I want to add that in there because it was so it was a really good deal. Yeah. And so why did we pass on it? Here's why. Generally, Jill and I don't really ever want to have for sale property, is what I call it. We used to call it that in Detroit. I don't know why. What it means is we're going to buy the property, we're going to put it up for sale, and see what happens. Uh, we just almost not, unless it's just an incredible deal. Um, the two deals that we've done, and the two deals we did in 2019 that ended up being for sale property took like six to eight months to sell. Yeah. And that just drives both of us nuts. Right. So even for $200,000, we just, yeah. we didn't, we, we did, first of all, I what wasn't was interested in, in writing a million yeah. dollar check personally right. for a property that was not in a very good part of Los Angeles. But I know we would make the money. I, mm -hmm. I know we would easily, you know, it was an apartment building right. and it was fully leased mm -hmm. in a huge area of apartment buildings. So it, we just looked at each other and said, you know what? We don't need this. Yeah. Don't be afraid to do that. For me, that's the whole moral here. Don't try to see something that's not there. Even though you know, okay, yeah, we knew. We're buying for 960. It's worth 1.2 right now. But the, yeah, the guy, and we had a couple people pass on it. I'm like, if they don't see the value of it, I'm not going to take the mm -hmm. risk and just move on. There's, we had how many other deals that were right. great that we could we could act on, that everybody was interested in, and just let it go. And I, I feel bad because, you know, I had to make that send that you know actually i ended up emailing at the end how'd that go um he went dark <laughs> but it's okay but you know i had to you know sometimes you have to make that tough call you know or, or send that hard email like man i'm sorry but this isn't gonna work out this is before neighbor scoop so if we had neighbor scoop at the time uh i would have texted or called all the people all the owners of all those apartment buildings within uh three right. or four block radius and said look we've got this property uh 
and and by the way, I know you spent right. X on the property that you own here, two right. blocks away. This one cost you Y. Right. So in relation to that, it seems to me like you would probably be interested in buying this. Right. I want to go one step further and just share because this comes up. People go, "Gosh, you can do this," and the answer is yes. We because I want to lock in the deal. When the deal comes in, we love it. Before we really turn it over to money bags, as you want to call them, that's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. I open escrow. Mm -hmm. I want to, so I have a signed purchase agreement, right? And I open escrow, I have an escrow number. Now I'm feeling really good about this. I'm okay sharing it with other people. They can't come in sideways, steal it from me, kind of thing. So we went that far. And you, people call and go, oh, wait a minute, when they sign the purchase agreement and you agree to it, now you open escrow, aren't you, aren't you bound to this? Nope, the answer is no. And it, it's, I don't like to do it. I don't want to do it. I try to quickly mm -hmm. let the person know that that's my goal. If it's not going to work out, just real quick undo it and just say, I'm sorry, um, this, isn't, this isn't going to happen kind of thing. And we've had it happen to us. You know, things, things change. I just wanted you to know that uh, you're not bound to that. And we even have, that's one of the reasons too on our purchase agreement, if you haven't seen it in a while, go over to Offers to Owners Dot com that's our direct mail company and there's a free house offer mailer template that you can download and read and look at and use if you want but you can see I've got I don't know five different things on there I can't remember what you wrote that said this is subject to this 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 and this that we have all those things that we can say yeah we don't want it after all yeah I mean well there's one sentence in there and says we we reserve the rights and not close this deal for any for any reason right. at all we reserve the right to change our mind. Yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> and just and then in the end, stuff and we almost happens. never do. We almost always buy. If it gets to that point, right. probably 98 percent of the time we buy it. Yeah, I usually do. But it was just I like that we thank you for this topic today. It's good to talk about that. It doesn't always go as planned. Mm -hmm. And do I am I worried about it? No. Am I upset about it? No. Am I mad at that at that uh, buyer? No. Whatever it is, it didn't. It didn't, you know, sing to him, and that's fine. We moved on to another deal. I wonder why. I wonder yeah, why in that, the end, that, that was passed on. You know what? That's what's so funny about this too. I don't think we'll, we don't really know what the answer was. I think his response, what got back to me was, uh, not the right price. I'm like, oh come on, what is a dollar the right price? Because I don't think it was. That was the answer. Because it was the right price. I think there was something else going on. I That's think that 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 particular buyer um, got cold feet on the project, not just on the deal. Right, it could have even just been the wrong time. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes that happens. You never really know. He could have six, six. He just put under contract. Now he's got to go. Oh, I can't do yeah. this one. You know, I've got too many right now. My team is already, you know, working triple time. Right. Stuff happens. Happy you could join us today. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you can find us over at the Land Academy Show, Tuesdays and Thursdays, right here where you are at the House Academy Show. Tomorrow, the episode on the Land Academy Show is called How to Use Paid Social Media to Sell Land. Oh, that applies to all kinds of things. Facebook marketing is what I'm talking about, and uh, we'll talk all about it tomorrow. It has truly changed our lives. It's that big. Mm -hmm. And not just for this, these companies that we own, but other companies also yep. that we own. Love it. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. <laughs> Thanks, Jill. You're welcome. <laughs> Happy to help. You can end it. Oh, okay. <laughs>
The House Academy show remains commercial free for you, our Laura listener. So wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, please subscribe and rate us there. We We're are Stephen Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.